Well, it wouldn't be appropriate today not to talk about pit football because we are five days out from the backyard brawl coming to Acrisure Stadium next Thursday night, 7 o'clock p.m. kickoff, expecting an attendance record at Acrisure Stadium uh, for the renewal of the backyard brawl. We'll talk about the brawl today with Pitt Athletic Director Heather Like will join the show at 8.20, talk about not only pit football, but start to the full slate of pit sports this fall, and the men's soccer team off to a good start as women's soccer started their season as well, volleyball on the road in College Station, Texas, so we'll do the full rundown with Heather Like and get a primer for this coming fall. Also, we'll talk to Tony Caritti, the voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers, get a view from down under, and... The anticipation of the backyard brawl, obviously palpable in Mountaineer country as well. So we'll talk to him about a little bit of insight on this Mountaineer football team. New quarterback, JT Daniels, we assume hasn't been officially named the starter, but all signs point that way. Another USC transfer. And a team that feels good about its offensive and defensive line, but looking to gain some traction under head coach Neil Brown. You know, the football season, at least for, for my money, starts uh, for Pitt with the kickoff luncheon. And yesterday's luncheon was held at, at the Westin downtown. And uh, yesterday's luncheon was, was a great one. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was the keynote speaker. Began bringing keynote speakers in a couple years ago. And, and Shady, uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, you know, I played with Shady. I wasn't sure how he'd do at a podium. You know, he's, he's good on TV. He's good on radio. Does podcast work with Brandon Marshall. He's awesome on that. Um, but I was curious to see how he'd do, and he just killed it. He was awesome. I mean, he um, he talked about, you know, it was it really struck a chord with me. He talked about, you know, what Pitt meant to him um, as a guy that, that's, you know, probably on the fast track to, to a, a first ballot Hall of Fame induction in Canton. Talked about how Pitt kind of, you know, revived his career. You know, not, not a lot of people know that, I mean, LaShawn – was one of the top running backs in the country in 2006 um, and then broke his leg and you know, needed to go to Milford for a year. It was 2005 when he broke his leg. In 2006, he went to Milford. You know, Shady didn't start at Milford, at least not full-time. He, he, he backed up uh, a running back that whose name escapes me but ended up going to Miami. Um, Shady obviously went on to more success, but Shady went from 80 offers to four offers. He spoke about this yesterday. Four offers, and one of them was Pitt. Dave Wanstead stuck with him the entire time. And Shady made the decision to come to Pitt, and the rest is history. And he gets emotional talking about Dave Wanstead, but his message to the team was outstanding. I don't think there could be anybody that would be more appropriate to speak on the backyard brawl than him. And he played in two of the better games I can remember uh, in, that, in this series in my four years at Pitt. You know, obviously, the 07 game down in Morgantown when he was – a true freshman along with myself, and he ran he ran all over that defense and should have had more yards than he did. There were a couple of holding calls that uh, I'll question, but uh, took a touchdown off the board for him. But then in 08, he capped a 1915 pit win with a 12-play drive that was, I think, 11 runs. Nine of them were him. And he capped it with a touchdown to win that football game. But he talked about the the spirit, you know, the family environment that Pitt has, but also defending that family environment when you play in a rivalry game. So his message was strong. Captains were named yesterday. 
Uh, Pat Narduzzi's made that a tradition at the kickoff luncheon downtown. 500 guests in attendance. And uh, no surprise, Deslin Alexander, two-time captain, one of the leaders on this team. It was great to see Carter Warren, Pitt's left tackle for the past three seasons, get rewarded with a captaincy. And this is voted on by the players, so it's there's no executive decisions here. This is voted on by the whole team, and um, Carter Warren earned that earned that opportunity. And he has a chance to have a big year this year, I think, showcase a little bit more of his skill. He's a big guy, every bit of 6'6", well over 320, long, athletic, great feet. He's done a great job in pass protection, and obviously this year is going to likely get an opportunity to show his chops as a run blocker as well, a little bit more consistently. Servassier Dennis wasn't at the luncheon. He's not a senior. He's got another year of eligibility left. Servassier has had a great camp, and that middle linebacker post has, has been his now for a couple years, and obviously everyone remembers the pick six on the shovel pass against Clemson last year, one of the best plays of the season, one of the greatest views from that sky cam that you will ever see. But he just continues to make plays, and he's been much more of a vocal leader on this defense as you watch this team practice. And I, I expect him to have a huge year. I expect him to have a first-team All-ACC type of year. I wouldn't be shocked if he was in the running for defensive player of the year in the ACC. That, that's what kind of year I think Servassier Dennis can have especially behind a defensive line that's going to attract a lot of attention. He should be running free quite a bit, and that's exactly what he does best. Last captain will be someone we'll talk about a little bit more. And he was named the starting quarterback last week uh, after a, you know, a long competition with Nick Patty, and that's Keaton Slovis, the, the USC transfer. I thought that was a big moment. Um, you know, you, you never know how transfers are going to work and fit, especially looking at a team that has a guy like Nick Patty who goes out in the bowl game last year and leads him to a touchdown drive and then breaks his collarbone and has waited his turn and is popular in the locker room, is a leader on this team, still is. When you bring a transfer in that's thrown for 7,500 yards and 58 touchdowns and everyone kind of starts looking around thinking he's going to be the, the heir apparent to Kenny Pickett and there's going to be, you know, he didn't have to earn it. Well, Pat Narduzzi and Frank Signetti made sure that Keaton Slovis earned it. And in that process, he earned his teammates' respect. So much so that he was voted a captain after being here six, seven months. That's, that's impressive. Um, I think it shows what type of young man he is and how he's approached it. You know, just from my vantage point, he hasn't oversold himself. He hasn't come in and just taken the reins and been overly vocal and, and tried to tell everybody why he's here. He just showed it. He just worked. This is a guy that's charted out. He spoke to the media this week for the first time since the opening of camp. He's charted out throwing 10,000 passes to his receivers over the course of the offseason. There wasn't a day. If, if I went down to the, the Rats complex during the, the summer for, for a meeting or for something, there wasn't a day where he wasn't out there with somebody whether it was Jared Wayne or Bub Means, Kanate Mumfield, Jaden Bradley, Jalen Barden. He was with all those guys, Gavin Bartholomew. He had the running backs out there. You know, the centers were even out there with him. I mean, he was – he had this thing mapped out. He's been a pro. And that's, that's what is expected of him. That's why he came here. He came here to 
have an opportunity to play for a team that, that could win a championship and that, that has a lot of talent. He sees that. But he also came to a place where he felt like he could he could put himself back in the discussion as a as a top quarterback in the in the next year's draft or the following year's draft, depending upon how he evaluates the situation following the season. But again, it wasn't a surprise to many that he was named the starting quarterback. It was probably assumed. I can tell you that watching camp, I mean, Nick, Nick made a very strong case, Nick Patty. Nick does some things that are tough to quantify in training camp that I think are show up more on the game tape. You know, when you're wearing a red jersey, you're not getting hit. Um, it's hard to show the playmaking and escapability, especially against a defensive line that's going to cause you to flush the pocket a lot, like Pitts will. That's where Nick does his, his best work is outside the pocket, moving and picking up first downs with his feet. Tough to show that, but he, he became a more consistent passer. He, you know, took to this Frank Signetti offense without a hiccup. Absolutely just dove right in and really – you know, earned the right to compete for the job and earned the right to still have a very prominent voice on this team. The difference, though, was just watching it. The difference is the accuracy. The difference is just the pure passer that Keaton Slovis is and how this offense is going to be constructed. A little bit more balance. You're going to have a lot of opportunities for one-on-one balls down the field off play action. You're going to have opportunities to move the pocket. You're going to have opportunities to throw the intermediate game, and you need to cash in on those. And the accuracy, turnover avoidance, and consistency of Keaton Slovis was just obvious in camp. Absolutely obvious. He had his days where he was outstanding. But there wasn't a day where he was he had an off day. I mean, he was always the same guy. And as a coordinator, as a head football coach, that's what you want in your quarterback. And gradually you start to see him take charge. You start to see him command the huddle you start to see him taking guys aside he's earned that right so next Thursday night five days away number nine Keaton Slovis will take will go under center and and start this pit football season and he's going to do so with a C on his jersey which I think is pretty pretty incredible today's show again stack packed we got Heather Light coming on next we will dial her in just after the 820 update She's got quite a bit going on with uh, Pitt this fall, and obviously Heather holds a prominent seat at the table in college athletics. Uh, she chairs the athletic directors for the ACC. She's part of the D1 Council. She is involved in all the happenings in college athletics, which we know are, are not. It's not a dull news cycle. We'll also talk to Tony Caridi again, get a perspective from, from Mountaineer country, and talk about what this game means to them and what the atmosphere will be like. Try to get a feel for how many Mountaineer fans will be in attendance. I know there'll be, there'll be a bunch. It's going to be a, it'll be a, um, I think it'll be a heavy pit crowd, but the, when the Mountaineers make a play, you'll hear it. And that's what it's all about. That, you know, I think the North shore is going to be lit up next Thursday night. 